hello. Welcome to When Will It End? Boston on the Road edition. Here we are sitting in beautiful... Uh, do you want me to mention your neighborhood? Is this a neighborhood or a town? I don't even know. I don't know, man. Okay. Don't know. I already told you. I don't know. We are near Boston. So it's the zip code. Okay. I'll tell you the zip code. Okay, fire away. Zero. God, who know. Oh, this is good. Zero. <laughs> Zero. You know where you live, right? Zero, two, one, three, one. Okay, beautiful. Which is Roslindale, but then when you like put it into a Amazon or one of those like smart things where it says, did you mean, is this actually your address, you fucking idiot? Uh, it's changed it to Boston sometimes. So I believe this is Boston. Okay, we may be in Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a strong chance we're in Boston, but it's not definite. Yeah, we're definitely near Boston. I think most people consider this to be part of the Boston area. The greater Boston area. Sure, the GBA. The metro Boston area. The MBA. We walked by a tea stop yeah. on the way back to and from the, the, the coffee shop. Where we're just giving people clues so they can come find me. We could think of an elaborate Actually, you know riddle. what? This yeah. would really just fuck over my roommate because by the time this airs, I will have moved out of this house. Oh, so we can get a lot so, more yeah, explicit yeah. about where we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, amazing. So, yes, um, we, we, you know, uh, for this series, of course, uh, you know, we've done a lot of talk about doing Die Hard, but we said, you know what? What if it did Die Hard of the Ocean? Ocean Die Hard. Wait, so is, who's John? The shark? Uh, no, John. Well, John is like an emotionally hollow, uh, toxic man. I guess could be any of the main characters of Jaws. Yeah, but Jaws is the only one that continues through all the series, I think. I guess, okay, you know what? You're right. Honestly, Bruce Willis could play Jaws. Oh, my God. I would watch the shit out of that. That'd be so, wait, but just not even Jaws. like CGI, just him swimming through the I'm ocean. I'm a shark. I'm a shark from Jersey. Yeah, I don't like my wife. <laughs> this is a great wife-hating movie, which is great. Yeah, and actually, so is Die Hard. So yeah. there are some parallels, definitely, between Jaws and Die Hard. But we can't. We got it. This is the height of summer. It's the height of summer, and you know what? Speaking of height, we're at the top here. This is When Will It End, a podcast where two friends uh, who may or may not be in Boston watch an entire film series, and we try to gauge over the course of that series, are each subsequent title from the first adding or detracting from the world the first establishes? Yeah, and I'm excited for this one, because this is... I feel like every time... We're, we're so young in this podcast. This is what? Series five? Four? five i believe or if not more we're young so like this is a first this is a first for the for the podcast where we're watching a franchise that was unexpected right this the explosion of jaws and its cultural impact made sequels completely like inevitable and yet clearly watching this you know obviously big old spoiler here and actually do you want to introduce you yeah yeah so i created a new term this is big it's called (laughs) it's really bad which makes it it's really good it's called spoilberg Oh boy! Alert! Yeah. It's when you spoil a Spielberg movie. Just everyone that sit, like, wash over you for a minute—is it sinking in? Yeah, Spoilberg. Yes, Spoilberg. I well, like it because then you can do hashtag Spoilberg alert. It's and, and honestly, I think people needed a way. Our society needed a function to deal with that problem, and you've just solved that. So this well, is... it was sort of a a Spiel, uh, Spielberg, <laughs> a penicillin, sort of you know, a pancake, where the invention was through accident. Because right. I just typed in Spoilberg instead of Spielberg, and I looked at it and I said, "Gold." You know, most people don't know Charles I the way I do. He does compare. <laughs> I love gold. He does compare himself to Doctor Jonas Salk on a regular basis. So this is not a not new for me. Yeah, mostly in my attire, but this is the first time where I've actually. You've also said sexually, you're the Jonas Salk of fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, and Dr. I'm, Jonas Salk, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yes, to get to a Spoilberg, um, they leave a big old... It's, it's you know, two of the three main characters survive the movie. Right. Which I would argue is a huge problem with this movie. All right. Well, let's let's start closer. We were talking about the series, because I think that's interesting that we basically, up until... Because when I was a kid, I always thought of sequels as being bad. And Jaws, I think, is perhaps the first... There's make, We'd have to do research, which we don't like to do. But without doing any research, we might go and say that Jaws was the first one that created the franchise where first one good, all other sequels bad. And I think that lasted for a very long time. Isn't that like... Wasn't that a thing in your childhood? Like, Well, I think like growing up in like the... the, the joel schumacher era of the 90s right. where like you know i think people associate sequels with like these are completely unnecessary and they're just going to try to surprise you with how over the top they are yes. in, in in successive you know sort of farts so yeah. to speak and so jaws was like an accidental the perhaps everyone says it's the first blockbuster i'm not sure if that's true but i think it's definitely the first create spawner of bad sequels it's one of the first engines for like we just got to keep this ship going forward right. they like ship like orca in the movie sure, sure. in the movie yeah. they have a ship even though it's it. we're gonna need apart. a bigger we're gonna need a bigger sequel we're gonna need we're a bigger, bigger sequel we're gonna need a bigger sequel, a bigger oh, sequel. that's good bigger sequel. Okay, that's the name of the second movie <laughs> yeah it's jaws 2 colon we're gonna need a bigger sequel <laughs> that's really good why that's didn't they do good. that um but yeah so i'm excited to just sort of think about this as a standalone movie because all the other movies we've watched so far have first movies been world building knowing that they'll be making more this is the first one where I don't think Spielberg had any plans. Maybe he did, but he's not involved in any of the other ones. So it's like he probably just made this movie that he wanted to make. And then it sort of spiraled from there out of his control. Yeah. And I think about how you talk about world building. This is a very funny world because, like, it's a beach town and the ocean. So there's, like, really, you know, we're not in fucking Shrek land. No. We're not in time traveling, sexy super agent land. We're not in Maze land. We're not in outer space. We're like on the beach, which is like, you don't have to do a lot of heavy lifting to establish what the beach is. But you know what they do? A lot of heavy lifting to establish what the beach is. They, yeah. I mean, we definitely like, the first half of this movie is essentially, part of what makes this movie so strange and bifurcated is that the first half is like the sort of municipal drama of like handling a crisis in a small beach tourism dependent community. Right. And then the second half is just guys in a boat having a good old time. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk about islanders and non-islanders and rich people and non-rich people. And this, I think, when we went into it, I was like, Josh, I'm not a huge fan of Spielberg, but I think Jaws might be his one true masterpiece. And after watching it again, I'm like, nope, this is maybe one of his worst like most inconsistent movies well i mean giving him the benefit of the doubt this was early in his career i will say i was like i mean how long could jaws be like 90 minutes like no it's uh it's a uh, 130 minutes and i was like that's fucking crazy it's crazy and rewatching it like we both came to a pretty quick conclusion you this needs to be trimmed so aggressively yeah. there's just so much in this movie that look okay i think maybe it's it's the weird we have the foresight of knowing Jaws, of knowing the big moments, of knowing its mm. cultural impact. So watching this movie, the parts of this that are just fat that could get trimmed, it's crazy. Yeah. Like we talked about the beach sequences go on for way too long. The entire sequence where like 
a guy dies, no one cares, but his son is shocked. And like, we already get that Jaws is a problem. And there's just like a 20 minute sequence where we're like, Jaws is still a problem. And it's like, we don't yeah. need that. This happened multiple times too. When the boy dies, it's becomes still a municipal fight where it's like, well, maybe it's it's just the one. Let's go kill that shark. And no one's, it doesn't come up until like 10 minutes later when the widow slaps him. Widow, she looked yeah, the ages of I think there's a lot of grandparents minding children in this, but it is very weird. Like some of the age disparity seems like. How old was Spielberg when he made this? Young. I mean, I mean, we did also talk about how weathered coastal people are. Yeah, you know. I mean, we are coastal. Well, no, you're not. No, I am absolutely not. That's right. I'm a coastal person. Yeah, and I'm honestly, co- you yeah. look like it. I'm a coastal boat boy. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm not weathered though. People compliment my skin all the time. It's glowing even from here. That's probably the eczema, though. Right now, I'm in a rough patch, man. Hey, literally and figuratively. Right. We were talking about your had this the succession of episodes we've done where you've been in area, different levels of distress. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm in like, uh, what's it? Allergies and eczema. I took my first big bike ride of the summer, of the year, and now I just my my balls. The message here? Very itchy. Don't exercise. It's true, man. Yeah. Stay inside. I was itchy. I, I swam in a river for the first time this summer yesterday. Yeah. And I definitely was like, time to shower that river off of me. Yeah, right. I don't know what was in that river. Right. And I was sweaty, and I should have showered that off of me. But instead, I went and saw Toy Story 4 in my sweaty underpants. I'm going to actually ask that we put a moratorium on that. I have not seen it yet. And okay. we might cover it on the podcast at we some might. point. Yeah, I won't, let's not talk about it. We shan't. But yes, um, uh, which okay, which, okay, you're talking about uh, coastal people and sweating. This was a runner in this movie for us. The way people are dressing in Jaws make mm-hmm. it very difficult to tell what time of year it is. They're talking about how it's the summer season, but everyone's wearing a turtleneck, a jacket, jacket. boots, yeah, gloves, I, a, an ascot, suspenders. Well, I wonder if perhaps as a non-coastal person... I might be able to shed some light on this. Oh, please. Yes, way yeah, in. Because I think what they're trying to say is, is when you go out on the water, it can get a little nippy. It can get a little nippy. And let's just say people get nipped in this whole movie. <laughs> Not, I, I, meant, nip, I, meant, nip. I meant the other. I meant nipped by shark. The shark eat people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but uh, perhaps, well, first of all, you have all the beachgoers. Do you think Spielberg is just like, take your fucking clothes off, sit there and be because it looks cold. Everyone looks cold in the movie. It's great. Yeah, it's really fun. I feel like they shot it in like March or something. Is um, Amity a real place? It or? is a real place. It is. So it's it's outside of New York? I believe it's in Long Island. A little island outside of New York City. No, Long Island. Oh, it's Long Island? I, well, I think Amityville Point or whatever. It's an island in the movie. Amityville, the actual location, is a different place. Right, I'm wondering if it's a made-up town. I think it's essentially a made-up town, yeah. Did you say a sexually made-up town? It's a, yeah, it's, it is. It, well, let's talk about this movie. Yeah. The beauty of this movie and it being a 70s movie is that everyone does look very strict. The extra work and the casting and the outfiture is amazing. Everyone looks fucking weird. Every, <laughs> there's an incredibly weird detail yeah. in everyone's outfit that it's like there's so many colors and textures. And, like, you know, I think a common complaint about a lot of movies nowadays is that there's, like, for expediency, you'll sort of digitally composite a lot of background stuff, and mm-hmm. it's sort of it's very samey. I'm thinking Snyder. I'm thinking the entire MCU, basically. In this movie, everyone, I'm like, that person's got a story about a shark. Yeah. I fucking hear it. Yeah. Everyone. I think it's cool. In Yeah, I think that is cool in this way, because, like, when kids, they're like, I don't want to watch that movie. It's old. And, like, 
when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, come on, guys, it's an old movie. They're great. But watching it now, it's like, this looks like shit, but it also looks incredibly real. Like, as though Spielberg just like found a bunch of ugly island people to just like throw in the background. And it's true. Like, it really does feel like you're watching an old movie, but it also feels like you're watching people from the 70s sitting on a beach. Well, it's the mixture of like the, the verite and the classic. That, that is Spielberg in a nutshell, where he's like, I'm going to do all the hard cuts and all of the like grittiness of like a French movie, but I'm going to like also have this be very much like an archetypal Hollywood movie. Yeah. I think that's like the whole brilliance. Everyone talks about like what in Lawrence of Arabia, that hard cut from the match was basically the first hard cut in a non-French movie, basically. Yeah. And that's why that was so crazy to people. And so it's watching weird, this, it's a very that... loaded hard cut, which I don't really... We're not talking about Lawrence of Arabia. Why? You brought it up. I'm saying that like what we see in Jaws that makes that, that makes it a blockbuster is that really aggressive editing style mixed with this like really familiar Hollywood feeling. Yeah. And like... What I like about it is that, like, he does this thing that mixes those two styles where there's lots of, like, really hyper-deep in character, people, a ton of people talking at once, which he loves to do, but he mixes that, like, it could be, like, you could be watching Arsenic and Old Lace, but it's all overlaid and mixed up together, so it has those, again, a foot in both waters there, which I think is really cool. Yeah, both waters, both shark waters. Yeah, better watch out with this freaking water, there's a goddamn yep. shark in it. Yep. 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 But, okay, we're talking about the weird structure of this movie. You, yeah. You hit on this before. A child dies in this movie. Oh, hold on. We have to talk about... This is, from the get-go, this is a PG movie. Yeah, I was. I wanted to bring this up, too. And I gotta tell you, at 29, watching this movie, it is mind-warping that this was PG. Can I... Uh, I'm just gonna... You can keep talking. I'm just gonna quickly okay. look up... Scene one. Like, why it's rated PG. We're going to the, we're going to the MPAA. Okay, what's the first yeah. scene of the movie? It's like, a naked woman who we very much see naked is ripped apart by a shark... Her body is discovered, and it's so upsetting people, like, puke, basically. Later, a child is eaten. There's so much shit where we're just, like... A corpse... I think probably the scariest moment in the movie is the jump scare of Dreyfus discovering the corpse in, in that guy's boat at night. Um, we see Quinn get just shredded. There's just, like, limbs and gore, and, like... It's astonishing this was PG. I, yeah. I, I'm blown well, away. Actually, if you hold the presses... I will go ahead, and the presses are held. Um, I'm on mentalfloss.com. The finest of websites. I love this website. Um, it's it's just got a lot of cool information all numbered out. Thank you for adding a pitch for mental floss. To yeah, this I mean, when I used to work for the Coolidge, uh, I used mental floss all the time because I didn't have to do very much. It's just numbered things. Hey, people, you know, listicles. Who knew? I love them. Who knew? Okay, number 19. When I die, can you do a listicle about my life? Yeah. 10 facts about Josh, my dead friend. No, you can't do 10. I know. Six. Okay. Yeah, I mean, six is good. Good round number. Basically, you can't do an even number. You usually do a prime number. Like nine. Why? Wait, not nine. That's not prime. Fuck. No uh, one knows what prime is seven. anymore. Seven. Hey, all the kids listening, they're like, oh, you mean Amazon Prime? Yeah. Fuck. Because Bezos is daddy. Okay, go ahead. Um, so number 19 of this Mental Floss article about the nineteen, the 20-something facts about Jaws that make Jesus. Jaws. Yeah, it's... But, number 19. <clears throat> Despite all the bloody shark attacks, the movie is rated PG. So, first off, we're not the first ones to notice this, which sucks. I think everyone noticed it in the first scene where a naked woman is eaten. Yeah, I think most people didn't... I think they just noticed the naked woman i guess after vietnam that was like yeah hey, well you know yeah jaws was initially rated r by the mpaa duh 
But after some of the more gruesome frames of the shot showing the severed leg of the man attacked by the shark in the estuary. Wow. Great. This is really good writing at Mental Floss. Yeah, they used a term. Listen to this. But after some of the more gruesome frames of the shot showing the severed leg of the man attacked by the shark in the estuary. That there's a poetry to that. That is a really bad, but now, is that so Blake? bad. Did Blake write that? No, it's... um. Mental, Do you think Faulkner thoughts. would like have written listicles if he was alive today? No, those would be good. Yeah. Can we can we submit that to McSweeney's? That's that's actually already uh, the Onion bit where it's a Ask a Faulknerian Manchild. That's one of my favorite Onion bits. Oh, so this is it. This is why it's rated PG. Okay, because back in '75, is that when this movie came out? Correct. There was only the jump between G, PG, R. Oh. PG thirteen was not created until after Spielberg's own film Indiana and Joan. And, and whoa, hold on, <laughs> Indiana and Joan. I watched that. That's very good. Uh, he actually not only created the summer blockbuster, but he created this new middle ground where it got like it was still fun and kids oriented, but it was a little bit gory and scary. So he uh, created PG thirteen. I dare say he created the middle brow, my dear friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, he's a, uh, he's a fool. He's a fool. He's a slob and a slurp head. Um, yeah, no, this is a wild, violent movie. Yeah. It's really, it's really crazy. But I guess that explains it. Thanks so much, mentalfloss.com. Thanks, mentalfloss. We, we learned so much there. First of all, how not to write a what, sentence. Are they, what relationship do you have with mentalfloss? This is crazy. None. Do you say that and yet you're like, they buoyed me in my professional attempts None. to... Shh, God. Uh, uh, just mentalfloss.com. Uh, yeah, no, uh, wild, wildly violent movie. I guess yeah, the context is, is helpful there. But even this should be a hard R. I'm astonished it's not Oh, my God. R. I would not show my child Jaws. No. It's like when I was a boy, I somehow convinced my parents to let me see Starship Troopers. I think I've told this story before. And, like, that traumatized me. Like, literally, I came home, and I was sitting in the back seat of the car, and I couldn't talk. And I just went to my room and just, like, took a nap until it was bedtime, and then I went to bed. Well, Paul Verhoeven should never be shown to children. I think. Yeah, but I think this is also one of those. Yeah, I think it's. I think it, people people think it's an innocuous movie over time because it's so ubiquitous. But like, it's really fucked up. But okay, so we, we've touched on that. I want to talk about the real carnage of the movie, and that's the emotional carnage wrecked on the face of Ron Schneider. Wait, Roy Schnibbler. Nope, I don't think there's an N. It's Roy Scheider. Rog. Splider. No, it's... Raw Spider. I have never gotten his name right. It's Roy. 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 Like King. King Roy. Like French French King. Roy. That's Roy. a terrible example. Well, I was just giving you like a little etymology to help you remember. I'm more into etymology. <laughs> it's, wait, a snack. it's a snack to eat. What is it? Yeah. I would just love some edamame right now. Yeah, sorry. I can wait if you want to I'm go sorry. get some. Do you have any? No, I don't. This fucking sucks. All I have is beer in the fridge. Eh, it's not edamame, but I'll take it. You'll take some? In a little bit. Crack. Psst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, listeners, note that we've referenced alcohol. This will be a theme that reemerges in the movie Jars. Yes. Stay tuned. So, Roy. Yes. Scheider. Roy Scheider. There you go. Just... Roy Scheider. Slap yourself on the back. That was... That was my face. Yeah, that was your yeah, face. Roy Scheider. Yeah, you did it. Now you got right. it. And then I think the king thing helped. Yeah, yeah, it was very helpful. You were right. I was you're, wrong. You're, I mean, it was you'll a big remember mistake that. On my part. I'll remember forever. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Um, yeah, this movie's great because it's basically about a uh, someone who is shitty and broken and doesn't redeem himself and is garbage. 
And I'm that that's actually what makes me most excited for movie too. Is that like we have this guy who's like yeah. he's a police chief. He seems so disconnected from his family, his wife and his kids. He's like married to his shitty job. He immediately, immediately gives up on doing the right thing. The second he knows it's a shark and doesn't do enough to stop it, leading mm-hmm. to the kid's death, he's totally compromised. Yeah. And that's why this movie, if it ended with him dying and actually just Dreyfus dying, because I wish he would die. <laughs> we'll um, talk about that yeah, in a second. Yeah. That's the problem with this movie. He is compromised no, no, from no, the beginning. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about Dreyfus. No, Dreyfus please, will get please, into that. Please. We'll talk about that later. From a production standpoint, that is the gaping So maw. that's the problem with this movie. Is it, he, he is compromised from the beginning. He's that's, not sympathetic. He's not a good husband. He's not I a good police chief. He needs I, to die. He needs to redeem himself through a Christ-like act of, you know... No. Disagree. Redemption. Strong disagree. I think his survival is what makes this movie so... If Spielberg had some fucking balls... Classic anti-Semitism, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, why do you... What? Jews have balls. Go ahead. Okay, good. Good. I thought so. We do. I just wasn't... Sh- I've never... Well, most s- of us. Not everyone does. Yeah, that's true. Some Jews don't. Some... You know who you are. <laughs> put your hand up if you're listening and you're a Jew without balls. That's you. That's for you. This is your and space and your time. put your hand down. Okay, right. All right. Uh, this is a movie that's really well done showing a man that has no control of his life, is completely traumatized, and is... He's a fucking coward. He's a little baby boy man, and it's wonderful. Like the scenery, there's so many scenes that are great. We'll talk about them. But I think his survival is perfect because if it hadn't been done in such a cheerful way and like an exuberant, victorious way, like watching a man, like I would have much preferred just him like stabbing the shark and then it's dead and then he's just like on the sinking boat and maybe just cuts there. To me, in my mind, I don't even remember them swimming back home. Well, we, again, we'll get into how shitty the ending of this movie is. Well, but... like, if he just kills the shark and he's just on this teetering boat, and he just, like, you just get, like, a nice long cut of him looking out into the sea. That'd be beautiful. Great ending. No, we, I think we talked about this a little bit, Laura. It's like, you see in his face that, like, for him, killing the shark has become everything to him. Yeah. And when the shark is dead, like, his moment of, like, joy, go, you see it die on his face. Yeah. His acting is incredible. It's very quick. He's, a, he's like, woohoo! And then he's just like... Well, we talked about how this movie basically does extremely little to cleverly, in the script, tell us about these characters. Mm -hmm. Most of what we learn about these characters are things that they tell us. Yes. Except for Scheider. Scheider's He's the one character who basically is kind of a cipher the whole movie, despite being ostensibly the main character. And we we watch all these things play out on his face, and it's kind of incredible because he's... He's incredible. He's, like, so broken. Um, His sense of self is so compromised. His, like... So, we, okay, again, we'll, we'll get, let's talk a little bit about the novel. Okay, yeah. Oh, The, the novel great. really gets into a lot more about Brody that tells us much more about him Brain as a character. I haven't, I haven't read it. I'm flexing because I don't want to – can I boast now? When I was in middle school, I read the novel at summer camp. When was it read in? Well, there's R. a lot of sex and violence in it. Yeah, so there actually was. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trash it's, – it's like The Godfather. You read the book, I'm like, oh, that's like a trash-ass book. Like, this is trash How long was it? Oh, I don't know, like 400 pages of yeah, trash. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some long-ass bullshit well, trash book. In, in, in the book, like, we have a sense of, like, his. not only is he, the obvious lack, lack of connection he has at home and his domesticity, like, results in his wife having an affair with Dreyfus's character in the book. Sure. and That makes sense. Right. Of course it makes sense. Like, he's just such a, like, a, a, a shadow of a person. And the book explores that a lot more. But because the script totally takes away any emotional complexity... From the story, mm-hmm. it's all on. Uh, is it Ron Roy Raw? Come on, dude. 
what's the French word for king? Schneebler? No. That's, oh, Roy. Yeah. yeah. R- we, R- Roy carries it all <sighs> in his back. And we, I guess like, we, we sort of like, the running theme of, of alcoholism in this movie yeah. is awesome. It's awesome. And I'm actually very excited because I just came up with a point in my head while I wasn't really listening to what you were saying. I do that all the time with you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why this is a great podcast. The, the secret of podcasting, if you're listening at home, you have to stare blankly at your <laughs> co-host while they ramble on and think of other stuff. Yeah. And then like, you're like, oh, that's the thing I'll say next. But I'm, I have a really good idea. Uh, and, the, and it is. Thank you. I really <laughs> okay, need it. A little queuing up here. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. This is a podcast. You can't just snort off can, off off mic. I mean, I just did. I know, but like, you need I'm to... I'm getting I'm, over some congestion. I Give me say, a break. It's a triumphant snort. I say... I have this great idea. Well, Jim and E, tell me all about it. That's it. That's the podcasting that I need. Jim Crickets. I have this theory about Spielberg. Oh, boy. And Spoilberg alert. Oh, boy. Uh, he's really fascinated by the absent father. And I, I think you see it in E.T. You see it in other movies, probably like Indiana Jones. This is the only Spielberg movie that I can think of where the absent father is the main character. And that's really interesting. Like... Other, it's a lot of like E.T.'s all perspective of the kids and like you see the single mom. You don't even see the dad or does the dad show up at the end or something? No, he doesn't show up at the yeah, end. Yeah, he's like a, totally gone from the movie and you see like the leftovers. He's you like see, in Hawaii or something? Yeah, yeah, he moves with some lady to Hawaii and like you see the leftovers of kids struggling to deal with absent fathers. This is a movie about a bad dad. Yeah. And like he is the main character and it's awesome. And I think that's why when I saw it last time, I, first of all, you weren't sitting next to me complaining about a lot of shit so i just sort of was more absorbed into the movie i asked you at the beginning if i could talk during jars and you said yes i said yes i know so don't victim blame me okay fine i am a victim because the movie at parts was bad okay fine fine fine. uh anyway i I remember leaving the last time i saw it which not to can i can i boast a little bit go ahead i mean what stopped you so far nothing not you you know mentalfoss.com you've worked at the coolidge so this was it. I saw it. You have eczema. Cool- I saw. It. Shut up. Shut up. I'm really sensitive about my zema. You brought it up. The zema. I'm trying to like. Okay. Anyway. Uh, uh. Mm. Mm. Um. I saw it on 35 millimeter at the cool on the big screen. And the grain. Talk about oh, the grain. The, the warmth. Fucking, oh god. You could just see it. You could see mm. the. You could see the faded loss the of, color. of color. You could see pink. You could see it. Not wow. at all. How Spielberg wanted you to see it. It's it wobbled. So Did it wobble at some point? Oh my god! You could see it. It's so good. Nice. That's so god. beautiful. Anyway, film is the most beautiful art form. Go ahead. Yeah. Light. Shadow. Action. <laughs> um. It. I like. I left that movie being like, this is an amazing movie about a broken man. And then watching it this time, it's like there's like an hour of bullshit, extra shark shit that's so fucking boring and so badly made. This movie's not very good. But at the heart of the movie, it's an incredible depiction of a broken man. And he Spielberg doesn't go doesn't you don't even like the scene where they're comparing scars and like and and Scheider just like pulls down his pants a little bit and looks at a little scar and then says nothing. No, it's not even little. It looks fucked up. It looks like okay. In that moment, we see so the whole movie. He's like, I'm afraid of the water. I don't like the water. I clink on the water from fucking wasted or in the company of people even more self destructive than me who are also just begging to die. Again, this is a man who would rather drunkenly die at sea than be with his family. It's yeah. great. You know, he pulls down his pants and we see what looks like a horrible scar, clearly from some experience in the water. And it's just like, hey, I'm not going to talk about it. It's so good. It's and amazing. That's when this movie succeeds. The, the, the point, my favorite part of this movie is when uh, Scheider is drunk at dinner 
Uh, I think he yells at his kid, tells him to shut up or something or go away. And then Dreyfus shows up. No, no, he makes his kid kiss him. Oh, that's, that, the scene that's, where, that's the scene where he's like playing with his, his hand. His son is mirroring yeah, his and then actions. He's like, "Give me a kiss, give me a kiss." <laughs> you said that I was jokingly. joking, like, "Oh, they're gonna kiss because they're leaning in." He's like, he's like "Kiss me." And I'm like, and he's like no, "The seventies were wild." So that happens, and then he's drinking his whiskey out of a pint glass. He's almost done. Dreyfus shows up with two bottles of wine, and then uh, he pours the wine into his unfinished whiskey glass, fills it up, and it's like. It's barely called Dreyfus is like, oh, you want to let that air in his like really sweaty performance? Uh, you want to you want to let that air? Nope, I guess you don't want to let we that We got to hold on to that because I yeah. got like 20 minutes. On- but anyway, uh, and that's this amazing scene where Dreyfus is just like drinking wine mixed with whiskey because well, he doesn't give a fuck except well, for the alcohol. Roy, not not uh, not Dreyfus. But no, um, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Also, sorry, sorry. I don't know who plays the wife and it speaks to I'm sorry. us and yeah, to so Spielberg sorry. about that. I'm bad. I'm bad. Um, but seeing her acting where a guest comes over and she's like, my husband is drunk and actively binge drinking. And I now have to sort of politely manage having a guest over while my emotionally unreachable husband is like pounding whiskey. And like, she does that really well. And again, in, I can't stress enough in the book, they have an affair, her and Richard Dreyfuss. And you see it in the movie. It's like, it's like, duh. Oh, yeah. But like, the, oh, God, I wish that, I, I wish that was in that. It would be so good. I honestly sort of like the, just that dinner scene. Cause I think that would, honestly, okay. So it, in, unless maybe they cut out an hour's worth of bullshit and throw in that drama with the affair. But like that scene where she like is alive talking to another person that isn't her sick, <laughs> sad husband, like that works for me. It's like, whoa, you really get how she doesn't have to, take care of somebody right she can just be herself she and can talk feel to somebody like a human it was a really good scene that scene rules i love that scene from start to finish well watching really it from, great from your perspective watching the, of this stuff happening around this like morbid thing that is roy um like that is great where it's like people are sort of making pleasantries around him and he's just like just like a fucking black hole dude this he's like picking at the fucking wine bottle while he's talking it's like it's such a he's an incredible actor and I was talking to my friend about this. It's like, you have three stars. They're all given equal billing. And I bet if you talk to, what's the, what's not a millennial? What's the one, the newer one? What's the newer one? The newer one? What's the, where there's new people now. Oh, Gen Z. Gen Z. If you asked any Gen Z people who Richard Dreyfus is, who Roy Scheider is, and who Rich, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw, the great Robert Shaw. Who any of those three, they'd be like, I don't, I don't know. Well, we talked about Dreyfus' career, basically, this is absolutely the peak. And this might be the time to talk about Dreyfus. Okay. Um, we're going to save Robert Shaw because, again, I'm, I'm as much as I'm about to, like, fucking dunk on Dreyfus, I'm literally going to whip it out and start stroking to Robert Shaw's performance in this movie, which is majestic, terrifying, and, like, transported from another universe into this movie. But... Richard Dreyfuss' casting in this is a woeful mistake. Mm. They put the burden of essentially comic relief. And I think the ideas that were sort of tr- like, I think perversely, th- okay, I'm a nerdy Jew. Spielberg is a nerdy Jew. Dreyfuss is a nerdy Jew. I think Spielberg is like, oh, this is like, he's like, he's like a younger college guy. He's like fun. And he's going to be the guy we sort of sympathize with. And he's a lot more, he's like the funny, quirky guy. Dreyfuss is awful in this movie really bad. for all of the gravitas that that Scheider and Shaw generate from being like genuinely fractured fascinating people with like rich lives Dreyfus is entirely on top there's nothing going on underneath he tries to cover up for his lack of depth as an actor by doing a lot of stuff <laughs> none of it works yeah. none of his cuteness lands it is aged so poorly yeah 
He's There's aged a, poorly. Have you he, seen a picture? He looks, he looks like a potato with fuzz on he it. He looks like a, a Nazi from like a video game, like Wolfenstein video game. Like the bad boss. He looks like a melted candle person. Yeah. Which we all, aging is tough. I'm not trying to dunk on that. I'm sorry, Richard. Whatever. I'm that not, was cheap of me. You earned it. Um, But he's terrible in this. I think for all the nuance and all the things that we're seeing in people's faces in this movie, we cut to Dreyfus. He's like, he's mugging. He's like mugging the whole movie. It's crazy. And, and Sean and Scheider are doing this like this work that's so minute and so brilliant and so carefully calibrated. And and Dreyfus is literally jolting around and throwing his hands around and and yelling and and like I don't believe any of it. No. And I this is what I hate about Spielberg. And maybe some people like this about Spielberg, but Spielberg's tone sucks. He doesn't know how to, like he has a fucking dark movie on his hands. And this is like War of the Worlds. This is like Minority Report. Um, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. He loves there are joke parts in Schindler's yes. List, which is crazy. He goes into dark places, and yeah. his response is to like, is it's either because he wants to make a little more money and like appeal to kids, or make like I don't know, but it's just like he has to make it light. And we're talking about this with the score by John Williams, like which is by the way, everyone remembers insanity. the one moment where it's a good score. The score work in the the latter half of this movie, where they're like, "We're about to hunt the shark." It's so crazy. It's like what the fuck? It's like this literally harrowing scene where they're like stabbing a shark and shooting barrels into it, and it's like it's a song you would associate with, like, "Oh, look at the barrels sliding down the water! Isn't this fun?" Right. So, like between Williams' asinine scoring and you know Drift's inane performance, like this movie that. The best parts of it are just neutered by that. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to me. Or like, you know, when also there's this, you know, the great Robert Shaw monologue where oh he's like God. talking, he explains like, oh yeah, my thing with sharks, uh, they fucking ate like 800 of my friends or whatever and around me. Dreyfus is really good in that scene, I think. Well, because he's, 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 he's not the, talking. He's not talking as much, great. but even the scene, like where he's talking about his scars, like it works against Shaw. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he's playing drunk and he's like, oh, what a drunk person. Would they be more subdued and not being a fucking jackass all the time? I don't know. But he like really works in that scene. Everyone works in that scene. That scene is perfect. That's a great scene. I would say cut the score. That aside. Yes. There shouldn't be music under it. It drives no, me crazy. It sucks. John I, hate, I hate when like someone's like nailing a monologue and a, and a cowardly director is like, well, this is going on a little long. Let's uh, let's put some music under it. It's yeah. Like, no. Shut up. I want to just hear this person act. It's a movie. Yeah. Drove me crazy. Yeah, that scene rules. It does rule. I will say, uh, Dreyfus shows up dressed like someone like people dress today, which is super funny. He just yeah. in his tuxedo, his like denim tuxedo, and like yeah. his crew neck sweatshirt and a beanie. I'm pretty sure my dad fashioned himself after Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. I think it's a generational thing where people think that he's charming because they're old and their yeah. brains don't work as well in the lead paint and Vietnam, but like he's fucking awful. Yeah, like they, they by giving him the role of like comic relief they put in a burden that no one can carry the movie's not fucking funny no there's funny moments like i think at navigating the bureaucracy or navigating the, sh- the sheer like idiotic you know small town bullshit yeah there's some cuteness to it but like by and large we don't need comic relief in this no. movie and to bring it back to star wars and jj which i think jj is Ugh. obviously a direct come on man i'm doing some good podcasting here you're not going to Star Wars is hack. I'm sorry, Star Trek. Star Trek. I'm oh, so sorry. I'm oh, so you sorry. You scared the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. No, that would have been bad. If you talk about the Force Awakens right now, I would have thrown him. No, no, no. Him. I'm saying uh, JJ is obviously a direct descendant of Spielberg. With sure. Like, Super 8 is like basically a Spielberg movie made by JJ Abrams. He understands, like, Star Trek, the first one, has some really nice light moments in a pretty 
twisted dark movie and like the like like chris whatever pine yeah chris pine he's funny but like not in a way that dreyfus attempts to be funny like his personality and charisma is like it's it's fun to watch but then you also have the like grief story and you have the fathers and the friendship all the stories work with a little lightness spielberg doesn't understand that he has a man like making weird faces at another man and thinking like that's a good call when he goes yeah it's so dumb more more i mean i'm i could do more but most of it's silent yeah it's it's quite bad yeah and also it's like you know According to lore and legend on the internet, Robert Shaw did not like Richard Dreyfus, which is wow. very understandable. Yeah. Um, and I guess let's get into Shaw a little bit because th- that that dynamic is really important to understand. Yeah. We are the 88th millionth people to, to mention this. The introduction of Robert Shaw in this movie as Quinn is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. When everyone's talking about what to do with the shark, there's all this, this, that, and chatter and bickering. And all of a sudden, a man drags his shitty fucking gross fingernails down a chalkboard with a weirdly cartoonish drawing of a shark eating a person. Which do you think just... he drew that? That's a great question. Like, that's what I thought. He, he snuck in. Well, I guess they set up that there's vandals in town making fun of the situation by vandalizing yeah, so think, signs. So it could be Do you think they vandals. vandalized the meeting room where the boards... I mean, maybe. I like that they, they're, they're like, well, rather than meeting about a shark, let's uh, draw a shark. Yeah. I think that's good stuff. But no, Shaw drags his fingernails down the thing and, and then launches into this like, better kill that shark. That shark will kill everybody else. That's I won't do it for three. I'll do it for ten. I'll do it for this. I'll do it for that. <laughs> I'm Shaw. so good. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You sound like I gotta kill that shock. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Said. The pet cemetery guy, basically. Okay, but like he—he's this like gnarly motherfucker who's just like you gotta kill you gotta that kill fucking that. shark. You could be a, a for a little one. I'll I'll go out in the sea for three. But if you want me to kill it, uh... ten. Yeah, it's, it's just like ten. He, he launches into a dialogue with himself where he self negotiates yeah. a number. And the best part, the guy who plays the mayor in the movie is wonderful. We love him. He's Except great. for that one fucking scene. Well, that's more Spielberg weakness. More Spielberg where we have to bullshit. see like I shouldn't have done that or whatever. <gasps> Fuck you. I like I was, this scumbag. I was doing it for this. Again, we talked about this in the recasting of this. Uh, ben Mendelsohn drenched in sweat as the mayor, <laughs> just fucking Hon- pouring yeah. sweat in a seersucker suit. It'd be so good. I think Ben. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn and Spielberg really do well together they do he's yeah. easily a, a the, the the shining star of, of freddy player one a movie that's better than jaws i'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> i liked it more than jaws anyways um yeah I think no, you're right so so then the mayor after shaw's like you know weird self-dialogue in front of a room full of horrified people the mayor's like uh okay uh thanks man we'll we'll think about it <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll take yeah. it under advisement it's so good because like well yeah but shaw just like it's cool because we don't really see a lot of him after – there's like a, a break in Shaw. Yeah. But it's the most indelible introduction of a character you so can see good. where he just pops up and is like, sup, motherfuckers, I got to kill that shark. And you're like, well, uh, duh, that guy's going to kill the shark. Like, yeah. But I think it's also that response by the mayor is so beautiful because like if you're in a town meeting and the local crazy person shows up, you let them talk and then you go, okay. Thanks, bud. Thanks. We know – you know what you said the 88th million person has talked about uh, – Shaw, his introduction. I think we might be the first people to talk about his little gopher man and the dog. Yes. That dude rules. He doesn't have a single line of dialogue. Who is that? He's amazing. There's a little greasy man with a dog who just like mutely falls around Shaw and you're like, who the fuck is that guy? What's his deal? He was supposed to be like killed by the shark in a better version of the movie and like he was like, oh, this is like the red shirt equivalent. Oh, see what you're saying. And like he can be a person that gets killed on their voyage. You know, maybe I want to like... 
I want to give Spielberg the benefit of the doubt and say that it's just a great bit of world building. That I he has like so. a minion. I love that. He's dude. got a minion. He's like a weird little like thumb of a man. He's tiny. He looks like evil Elmer Fudd or like Twin Peaks. You know. Yeah, but he's been starved right. his whole life. Yeah, like he's very like covered he's like got layers of grease well it's part of the casting and part of the, the again the, the outfit work in this where it's like all these little islander characters are fucking weird as shit and yeah. look strange and have stories to them he's great yeah and the little dog mm. good dogs in the movie yeah brody's so, dog is great oh and the other dog gets at the dog does get a, what pippin 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 i believe Pippen? that guy he looked like he cared about his dog was it the 30th beach scene or the 31st beach scene I think it was earlier. I think it was like 22. I think this movie made me realize that like beaches suck. I still hate the ocean. It's yeah. all garbage. I'm just like, you know, people want to go to the beach. No, I'm going to a motherfucking river. I had a great moment with Amy because this is our first summer together. Just started. My... Me and Allison are on our second summer together. All right. God. You should... Oh, listeners. Uh, yeah, we have girlfriends now. <laughs> yeah. That's so pretty muscle. good. Yeah. Muscle good. Um, We had a good moment where we were like, well, it's a nice summer day. We both have the day off. Do you want to go to the beach? And then I was like, in my mind, I was like, not really. But, you know, it's our first summer together. And I was like, okay. And then apparently in her mind, she was also like, I don't really want to go to the beach. And we realized that we're not beach people. That's great. That's so liberating. It is so liberating. We don't have to pretend to like sitting where there's no shade, no firm ground. It's just sand. And then a cold bath of water that I don't want to go into. Okay. Also, the ocean is a sewer system, a mass grave, and, oh, I don't know, a portal to a horrifying nightmare world we don't belong in. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You, last night, you were like, I don't I don't really want to watch it right now. Can we just go talk and go to bed? And I was like, fuck you, man. No, hold on. Clarify. I didn't want to talk. <laughs> That's true. You just want to go to bed <laughs> at 1030 at night. But no, it's, it's it's the fucking ocean's scary, man. I hate it. I don't, I don't really like ponds either. I know that there aren't quite as large things in lakes, but there are still things in lakes. A swift moving river is basically the only environment where I feel comfortable being in the water for a long time. Where I'm like, shit's moving. I can feel the bottom. It's nice. I basically have come to a point in my life where I only jump off of things into water to then quickly scramble out. Oh yeah, like a rope swing or a tall cliff. Sure. No, it's fun to do that. It's great. That was like one of the moments where our friendships, like, like we had that summer where we jumped off things a few times, and that was really amazing. Right. And honestly, it's funny to think about how that was probably where the halcyon days of our youth already. (laughs) Yeah. At twenty nine, I'm like, I don't know if I can jump off a big thing right now. Oh, you could. I probably could. It's all gravity, man. Hey, it's all gravity, baby. Yeah, that's how it works. You just fall. Remember when uh, Mel was? She like almost smashed her legs on the rock. Yeah, that was terrifying. That was. I don't think she understood how terrifying that was. Yeah, to be fair, I think it was Mel's fault. Yes, because she didn't jump. Like, that's the whole thing is... You need to propel yourself. A little bit. You don't even yeah. have to do it too much, but just falling off a cliff is as dangerous as it sounds. Right, one does not run to the edge to simply tip over. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, one wants to move oneself forward. Um, what we're trying to say is that, like, the ocean, it's like a weird thing where it's the whole point of a trip is to go to it but you don't really want to touch it that much basically yeah. most of the time so then everyone's like you want to just be near it and, and, and yeah. look i we talked about this last night the science around sharks in this movie i would say is imperfect i don't think sharks uh, are well at one point they're like whistling he's like don't whistle the sharks love I the whistles you're like i don't think the sharks love whistles but that the, being said the one thing about i think the way people swim is 
Well, maybe not. Maybe I just learned that from Jaws. Maybe it's not true. I like how people swimming mimics a distressed fish. Yeah, that sounds like Jaws science. I don't yeah, Jaws science. science. Yeah, I like that hashtag, though. Hashtag Jaws, Jaws science. science. Yeah. Spoilberg and Jaws science. This is a big day for us. Uh, everyone listening is like, they're so good at podcasting. Yeah, and hashtagging. Hashtagging, so good. Um, Right, so th- what we're saying is this is a lumpy, strange movie where parts of it work extremely well. And I think there, there's filmmaking at play where you're like, obviously this had a huge impact. I get that Im- immediately. Yeah. And yet, like, you just watch it, and if you're anything like us, you want to just comb out all this weird detritus mm. that block it from being this thing. Or like uh, like using a tick comb or like right. a flea comb. Get rid of the fleas. Okay, so in the book... Thank you. There's all this continuity where, you know, Dreyfus's character cheats on Brody's wife, Brody confronts him and, like, strangles him at sea, and then, like, he ends up dying in the shark cage. Yeah. It's like, great, that makes sense. There's, like, that character has... This movie ends in the most infuriating way possible, where, first off, you know, as opposed to in the book where he stabs the shark to death, the shark... Oh, that is how he kills the shark. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's so much better. Right, but then, of course, in this movie, they're like, be careful, those you fool. It's compressed air. If you touch those, they'll explode. And then someone goes, yeah, the shark might even eat them. That's insane. And that's exactly what happens. Let's talk about that one more time. Richard Dreyfuss... Pulls the wrong knot and drops. Roy pulls the wrong knot and Dreyfus puts sorry, that out. Sorry, Jesus. Get this shit right, you fucking fuck, idiot. Sorry, Roy. You're ruining our fucking podcast. Jesus Roy pulls the wrong knot, drops the explode tank. Dreyfus, flailing his arms, comes in and says, You fool, those could explode! And then Mr. Drunken Seaman says, Or oh, the shark just might eat it. I saw you a rocking chair once. <laughs> it's it's like, what the fuck? You just explained the ending to us. Yeah. You fucking asshole. Also, you know what, what like an adult Spoilberg would do? alert. Have something that says air on the canister. Cut to a, an insert of him reading that and realizing, like, you could don't you don't or, need you know dialogue what? To, to do that. You know what? You can literally just not do anything, throw that thing in its mouth and blow it up. Right. We'll believe it because it, you just showed it to us. It's not complicated. It's like that scene in um, Near Dark, the Catherine Bigelow vampire movie. Where they spend two minutes showing the main character learning how to drive a truck. Because I'm not supposed to believe that this man knows how to drive a tractor trailer truck. It's like, I don't give a fuck if he... Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's probably more hard than it seems, but... It seems Do I give a shit? No, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to assume that it's like a normal car and he knows how to drive a normal car. <laughs> um, what if, man, shark vampire movie that hasn't happened that could be our thing i'm sure that's happened really yeah Fuck everything this that has happened the next sharknado should be sharknado this time they're vampires yeah yeah genderless vampires genderless there's androgynous vampires <laughs> i mean aren't sharks just naturally androgynous wow you would say that wouldn't you i mean i guess they're not because androgynous means andro man Right. right. Andro and, is man. Yeah, and then no, draw. That's not what that is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay, let's and, put it Andro is the etymological root for man. Like, and then ancho is that kind of sauce that I like. Uh-huh. Yeah. And anchovies are the little fishes. So small, like an ocean fish so ocean. That could be it. That's it. Man anchovies, little fish. Man little fishes, and they're vampires. Androchovies. Androchovies. And spoilerberg. Um, yeah. So, okay, we're getting towards the end of the podcast here. I want to just hit on kind of a complicated question. The normal question on the show, you've mm-hmm. read the title, is when will it end? Yeah. This movie 
definitely just ends oh, as a terrible ending where where they oh, yeah, kept the last line it, to yeah. Dreyfus being like what, what, so, they're, they're just like paddling ashore after killing the shark and by the way when they kill the shark i love this there's chunks of sharks just fly everywhere <laughs> it's so it's good sick. and, and Dreyfus. pg well if it ended on roy's face like looking hard that would be one yeah. thing no we get this cute little dumb coda where they're swimming back to shore and Dreyfus is, and him are making cute little small talk and they give Dreyfus the last line where roy's like i don't like the ocean and Dreyfus is like I can't imagine why, or something. It's like and it cuts. cuts to credit. It cuts to the beach. Cut to a like, wet shit. Who it's a pile of fucking wet shit. That, and this is Spielberg problem. Minority Report has some of the grossest, grimiest shit ever put onto a Spielberg movie, and then it ends. They're all with in sweaters. Three mutants drinking tea in, in a house. Yeah. Uh, War of the Worlds. Uh, son's dead. Probably very likely that he would have survived the explosion or whatever. Then Tom Cruise comes back and finds his son. Right. Like, all this shit. Spielberg, he is a ball. This, well, then also, like, you doesn't... think about the this, 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 the post-Spielberg worlds. I think about Edge of Tomorrow, a movie that basically could have been perfect. And then they add, again, this stupid little convenient scene where Tom Cruise is alive and literally just, like, bursts and, like, starts laughing. And it's like, we don't need that. No. I don't understand. It's that kind of like being led to a feeling that is so transparent where yeah. it's like, I don't need that. Yeah. He's... So anyways, what we're trying to say is they, it's an open-ended ending. People survive the movie. Are you looking – do you need – at this point, do you want to need a sequel? Are you looking forward to a sequel? I mean, it depends. Like, I know nothing. I don't know what to expect. I'm sort of excited, Yes. Because I think is Richard Dreyfus in the second one? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, which is great. Yeah, Roy is great. His performance is great. His character is great. I am excited to continue. I think we talked uh, once before about like whether the world is important or the character is important. I, I like. I'm really into the shark. Who gives a shit? Is I don't care. But like Roy Scheider and his character is really fascinating to me. I think it's great. I want to keep watching this. I suppose perversely, I'm on the same page. I like this character. He's so fucked up. I want to see, like, what has he taken away from this experience? Is he going to be a better husband and father? Is he going to be even more, like, disconsolate and drawn off in this obsession with sharks? Um, right. Are they going to, like, who directed? I don't even know. But, like, yeah. Is it, my, are they going to take it farther is, down or are yeah. they going to lift him up? Yeah. My, my problem is the antagonist is a shark. Mm. And I'm like, oh, they're probably going to fight another shark. Mm. And the idea of watching a succession of shark fights. Oh, we didn't even talk about this. I'm <laughs> deathly afraid of sharks, and I hated watching this because I truly hate sharks. But you learned that it doesn't really look like a shark most of the time, so you're That's okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a big tube. The, the dead guy is still the scariest part of the movie. Oh, yeah, with the eye? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so you remember scary. when... when I remember this movie, tra- like, the tr- most traumatic moment when I was a kid was when Shaw gets bitten and blood... Like, that was the first time I'd ever seen blood come out of a man's mouth. Mine was Kenneth Branagh's Henry V because it's like a cultural movie. I was like, watch this Shakespeare thing. And this Jesus. Yeah. Mom. Still fucked my shit up. Come on, I think I, that's like ingrained in my brain and really scared yeah, me. Yeah, I remember thinking like that was like how people died. <laughs> it was like as soon as you're dead, you're just blood started coming out of your mouth. That's how you'll die. <laughs> yeah, you think so? I do. Cool. I really I do. mean, it is the coolest way to die. Yeah. Um, I like that when a, a filmmaker's like, how do we indicate that he's for sure dying? Oh, I know. He's vomiting blood. <laughs> and then he definitely just rolled over. He died real quick. That was good. 
I like that. Yeah, there isn't this big send off to him. He's just killed no. in the most violent, upsetting, immediate it's way possible. Really great. His, yeah. his character's so good. He just like. It's like, oh, there's a shark outside. Let's run away. And then the boat tips over. And he's like, no, 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 help me, help me. And then he just gets bit. Yeah. So good. He's just like a fucked up, crazy, like medieval character and just dies did just you, like he lived. Did you say that he was drunk, blackout drunk while he was talking about a scar? I did more reading. There was one take of that that they couldn't use because he was blackout drunk during the, the, the description of what happened to his friends in World War II. Okay. But like, you know, he drank a lot on the set of that movie and was drunk for a lot of the production and looks... Fucking awful in a great he does. Way. He looks like you believe him. Yeah, all those little weird mannerisms—the way he crosses his legs, the way he like just strides around the ship. Yeah, the way like I God, he's so you could just watch Shaw for hours. I in know. This. I'm glad he died in this movie, but I am a little sad that like if they make a spinoff, maybe a little series about him. I'd watch the prequel series on Quinn for yeah. sure. Yeah, give me it all. We saw his, his horrifying shark hideout cave full of shark shit oh yeah and i'm like this is great There's boiling bones i want to see more like shark hunter adventures that specifically quint but anyway you were saying that you're sort of concerned that this is just going to be shark fighting one two well, three four okay we frequently talk about how in movies like this where conflict is at the core of these movies you need a compelling villain to draw you through the story because if you're not watching like a sort of like two-part evolution of the series then you're putting a lot of weight on main characters to carry you through a lot of screen time, which not everyone can do. And in this case, we literally are going to be seeing a succession of sharks. Mm. And I don't give a fucking shit about... The sharks literally have no motivation. They are sharks. As they've gone over. Right. Trist Richard Dreyfus is very actively... It's just... like an eating machine. It yeah. eats, eats, eats. They just... They just... They didn't say poop. I'm pretty sure sharks... Do sharks not poop? Sharks poop. Yeah, he didn't say poop. He said... They swim, they eat, or they kill. By the way, you're you're not getting Dreyfus right because you should be pinwheeling your arms around you <laughs> and kicking your legs up while talking. <laughs> they 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 swim, they kill, and they make little sharks. God, he's a fucking That's idiot. all he's they so, do. He's so bad in this. <sighs> the scene where he's like doing the autopsy. That is one of the worst he's scenes. Like, oh, get, get me a glass of water. Oh god. Uh there's a uh, there's a through the lock. Oh my god, I'm gonna pass out. Oh there's uh, there's a, uh, there's no body left. Okay, it's a shark. Or like when when they open up the tiger shark to look inside it, then yeah. he just launches himself backwards at one point. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Well, you, okay, they have one, this is great audio, too. You think about, like, watching in Alien 3, right, when they crack open Newt, we see that play out on Sigourney Weaver's face. Yeah. And it is devastating. Yeah. And it's so well acted and so contained and just so brutal. And then you cut to Dreyfus, if he had that scene, like, whoa, God, the crack open the kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, I think, went to clown school. Jesus, acting. he blows. Yeah, he really He's blows. the kind of actor that doesn't really exist anymore, and you get why. Or yeah. It's like, like, it's not cute. I think that's why well no one remembers him, because you're like, oh, right, Richard Dreyfuss in Jaws, and like, you know, he's bad. He's bad at acting. He sucks. Well, not only is he bad, but he's next to two people who are giving bravura performances that are so interesting. Mild bravura. It's so good. Ugh, and then like this clown boy just squawking. Maybe we can do a bonus episode about Mr. Holland's opus. I would actually do that, yeah. Just to, like, get an idea yeah. of Dreyfus as Dreyfus. Because I never saw it, but, like, that was his only, like, really starring role. Well, I mean, third, uh, Close Encounters. Right, Close Encounters. I never, I've never seen that. I mean, we should do that as a bonus episode. Let's just make a list of Dreyfus-related <laughs> bonus episodes. Do a Dreyfus miniseries for favorite actor, Richard Dreyfus. 
I remember growing up thinking I liked him. I think because Mr. Holland's opus, because he's he's a sympathetic character in that, as I remember from childhood. But I haven't seen that since, like, again. It's about a man making music, right? And his son is deaf, and it's ironic because he loves music so much, but his son is deaf. Oh, so he hates his son. No, no, he plays a song. He plays, like, a John Lennon song or something for him at the end, and the kid feels the vibrations. Oh, okay. Dad's playing a song for me. Wow. Remember the sirens go off at the 4th of July parade, and his kid doesn't do anything? I haven't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, I just told you I've never seen it. Have you seen it? No, I've never seen Mr. Holland. He fights Opus. a shark in it. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm trying to, I'm a music teacher, but oh my God, a shark! <laughs> ah! I didn't like his glasses either. They really did remind me. My, my dad had the same glasses. Wow. And your dad was a bad actor, but like in the sense like he was, you know, yeah. a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. You. Well. He made you fight that shark. Yeah. To build character. <sighs> Put hair on my chest. I got too much hair on my chest now. Thanks, dad. Yeah. Shouldn't have fought that shark. His shirts puff like an inch off of his skin. It sucks. It's I have to trim. Up. Yeah. To trim. And speaking of trimming, Spo- Spoilberg, go back and trim the fuck out of Jaws. Yeah. So yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm moving forward like I'm genuinely interested in like, yeah, how do you keep this going? Clearly, critically, this stopped pretty heavily, pretty quickly after this. But I'm mildly interested. It's hard to. I'm hard pressed to say that I'm excited to see another three Jaws movies or four Jaws. How many fucking minutes we have to do? There's only it's only four, and I think it's. I, I'm also interested. I think it's cool that we get to see. Uh, it's sort of like one of shows successful. Like like I know you didn't really like Stranger Things, but like Stranger Things, like I'm trying to think of other shows. Like where the first season is just like True Detective, like shows where the first season is really good. It's a story, and then it ends. And then they're like, whoa, people love that. Let's make another one. And then they have to write something and they didn't have any other ideas. So I'm sort of, I'm scared because I feel like it could very quickly just become franchise money, just make another one. And we're going to lose everything that was interesting about Roy Scheider. Or it could be put in the hands of someone that's really fascinated by it and like make something really good. So I think we both agree. This really has to focus on Brody and, and his development and, and him as a character. He's the best part of this. Yeah. I want more of that. I'm assuming goes to like another town or something. And who fight. knows, man? Yeah, I don't know. This, be, this is going to be crazy. Okay, well, look, this when will it end? We're we're heading off to Jaws two next, so I, I guess we'll close off this episode here and and just say, uh, don't be like Richard Dreyfus ever. Never act like him. Yeah. Never and... behave in the manner he would behave. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing stuff, think about it. If it's like something he would do, stop. Remember that's the saying. What would Jesus do? Right. Have you heard? No, wait. You're Jewish. You don't know what that. I've means. never heard that phrase before. Okay, Who sorry. Is that? So he's a he's an old man. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, people like to do what he did. Sure. What did he do? Uh, he drank wine. I think. You ever fought a shark? That should be fucking baller. Imagine if Jesus fought a fucking shark. Holy shit! Dude, that's happened. It's like vampire shark. There's Jesus shark. Let's wow. look, we'll look it up. We'll go. Okay. We're, we're ending this. We're gonna, we're gonna hit look the Bible. We're gonna pause. Read the Testament. The New Testament. The True Testament. The only one Testament. Because Jews did the Holocaust to themselves to create <laughs> Israel and 9-11. Oh, my God. What's this? This is not for the podcast. Just Google that. Yeah, Google later. But, yeah, okay. So, uh, here's We'll be looking at Jesus Sharks watching Jaws 2. We'll be back next week. All right. And uh, remember, if you're going to drink watery whiskey, dump some red wine in it. Chug it in front of your wine.